Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about how to kill or prevent those noxious weeds that we talked about last week. In our spotlight, we're going to look at the FDA launching a Feed Your Mind campaign. Egg History Minute, we're going to talk about barbed wire. We'll have our cool beans that's corny for the day. And you applied what? We'll cover some herbicides and remind you to always read the label. So today I have with me Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? And Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So I guess we have to talk about coronavirus because, well, it's everywhere now. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm not going to do the, the Gobert thing. The cough on the microphone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm was not going to taunt then. you guys, but I'm feeling okay today. Oh, was, yeah. It's it's tough look two days later when you te- when you, one of your teammates is now diagnosed with coronavirus. Yeah, and yourself. Yeah, and yourself. And, yeah. yeah, that's a tough look. I Defen- feel- defensive player of the year though, shut down the whole league. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I heard they're they're considering maybe just starting the season, like when the playoffs would start, and then wherever the the standings are at the time they canceled would be. Where they go forward. All right, go Bucks. So the Bucks yeah. would still be in first. Then? They would be. In, yeah. And they'd be ahead of the Lakers yet. So it'd be. And, and is Giannis, how bad is he hurt? You that's know, true. That's the other yeah, part. I is forgot about kind yeah, of it. Yeah, time to come back. It was supposed to only break, be like two games. Well, but I think but, he was more hurt yeah. than they said yeah. he was. Uh, everybody should have time to heal up now for yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the teams. That's true. But yeah, I feel bad for those high school athletes in the middle of basketball playoffs here that just. Yeah, especially to start games and then. All of a sudden, just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The college—I mean, the college ones too. Really, I mean, that was about to be. Especially that they didn't postpone even at first, and then cancel the NCAA tournament. I thought that would happen, where they'd, you know, postpone, and then you'd see how what happens in the next month, and then maybe cancel after that. But I know the one and done kids probably don't care that much, like the basketball kids. But I wonder if this will affect, um, like. If they're if they're gonna give everybody a, a medical red shirt for this year, so that they could come back and come compete back. next year, because like Pritzel, yeah, yeah the Badgers kind of said his farewell or whatever. Pretty much, just be a weird way to go out to right. a really odd. It's, hey, for them though, losing or excuse me, winning the last eight games—that's pretty cool for yeah, you know, like yeah. I mean, they got pretty much a full season way. at least, and just yeah, the the tournament and the. It, what's weird is it said they canceled March Madness, but I don't think they canceled the madness part. No. We still it's have that. Madness, yeah, everyone's yeah, still mad. It's, it's madness, madness still on 100. Yep. Yes. The tournament is canceled, not the madness. This has gone from like zero to, I'm not even going to say 60, like to 100, 100 in like 24 hours. And really yep. quick. It's weird to think like 3-11, like March 11th, I swear, is when it started that night with the Tom Hanks thing and yep. all that. And think of that's... Six months after nine eleven, you know, like it's just oh, a wow, weird, yeah. like I, I would. I okay, conspiracy guy. I'm not saying conspiracy. I just think it's weird how much everybody it get out your tinfoil hats. It's, how much it it's connected up. to nine eleven. I'm telling you, <laughs> I would say it's connected. Just something about that. Twenty one years later, yeah, it's yeah. What was and much later? The other day, I had my phone plugged in at practice on the speaker system, and that was when like they started canceling everything. everything and like it was trying to play music, and it was. The ESPN ringtone, the CBS sure, ringtone, the, 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 the local Fox station, was like, like you, it couldn't even play music. It couldn't keep up with the, with the, uh, the, the notifications. Wow. Like it was just nonstop. And then you guys were all in the when in the group chat, you know, like, oh my god, you see this is canceled. So I was like, I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna turn the radio on now. Yeah. Yep. It's like everyone was just waiting for somebody to be the first. And as soon as yeah. that happened, everybody's like, yep, nope, we're doing it too. Doing it. 
Yeah. Totally doing it. Well, so. Mix, what's your Chuck Norrisism? Uh, uh, Chuck Norris came in contact with the coronavirus. The virus is now in a in a uh, fourteen day quarantine. <laughs> I think that one's pretty That's, good. Yeah, that, that wins the memes. Any Chuck Norris will win a meme. Yeah, from now until eternity. Chuck Norris can blow bubbles with beef jerky. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he can write his name and set concrete. Yeah. Whoa! He can lead a horse to water and make it drink. <laughs> Could go on forever. Oh, forever. Can Chuck Norris take out water him? Yes. yes. I'm sure he could. One roundhouse kick. Yes. So next week is St. Paddy's Day. I know a lot of the parades now are being canceled or and whatnot, but I would think green beer would be a good solution. Yeah. Just keep drinking beer. Alcohol kills everything, you, right? Are they still going to dye the river in Chicago even though they canceled the parade? I don't know. Do know that, that I haven't heard on that. Yeah, that's it's a just question. a couple of guys that drive a boat down and drop it in, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's nobody there to see it. Though, well, that's true. Well, still they could put it on they YouTube. Could, they could live stream it. Yeah, yes. put some cameras <laughs> up. That'd be kind of. Cool. I mean, I've never been there to watch it in person, but I always like watching the videos. Yeah, the, that's true. We don't go to the it view from those high rise apartments along the yeah. river. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Even if I have to make my own green beer, I think I'll be having some green beer on St. Patty's Day. Yep. Let's buy some food coloring. For sure. All right. Well, let's get into it. How to kill, prevent those noxious weeds. So last week we talked about water hemp, its cousin Palmer, and we talked about giant ragweed as being some of the bigger problem weeds that we see. And so what can we do to kill or prevent them? So how about water hemp? Let's start there. What's the best solution? Cross your fingers. (laughs) Good scouts to pull water hemp while they walk. You'd think that'd work, but that's it doesn't. It, that's work a that lot well. of work to just yeah. keep the, I'm, pulling. I remember the first year I worked here is when it just started to kind of get in the area, and we pulled a lot. And then that, it was about the first year that was about as much as I ever pulled, and you just can't keep up anymore. No, it's it's just demoralizing because you pick a whole bunch, and then the next week you go back, and it's like you pick just as many. It's just crazy. I feel like farmers just we have to start changing our mindset of. Um, one pass isn't good enough anymore. And obviously one pass around up is definitely you're going to get everything else, but you're not going to get those, those weeds. So um, last year I started some programs where we layered that residual, do a, a pre at uh, planting, whether that's like authority or sonic or something of that nature. And then, and just a planned like 25 to 30 days, no matter what, just we're planning 30 days later we're coming back without look or duel. Obviously, you're going across the field, so you're going to throw Roundup in there in case there's anything else to clean up, but coming back. So we want to make sure that first layer of herbicide, you know, is starting to tail off, that we get that second one in there to kind of bring us back to controllable levels. So that seemed to work pretty good. It wasn't foolproof. I picked a couple, but at least the field was clean, minus those couple I had to pick. Sure. Yeah, I think having a at least a pre-down is a good place to start, just having something to prevent that emergence and at least delay the plant until the crop has had a chance to get a good start. And then if you've got extend beans, you have that option as well to go in. And Do you guys think, like, last year being such a crappy growing season that if we had our normal residual down early and then we had a normal growing season where the beans actually grew fast, that maybe that can't Could have shaded them out more, yeah. 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 Yeah, canopy is your best weed control, so right. that's helpful. Remember when we were doing those two-pass 
studies, Bill, and you know, five years ago, ten years ago, and it wasn't showing a huge benefit. Right. But I think that's obviously since change when you've got resistant weeds, you know, and that that just is a game changer that way where you that layered residual is becoming more important. And that was when we weren't doing we were just doing one pass roundup. Right. Yeah. You know, we yeah. were and uh, there's plenty of guys still doing that. But yeah, I think that two pass thing was more like, oh, we better go to a two pass because this roundup is not the total answer. How much do you think the excess water affected um, our residuals as far as keeping them? Because I know it, you know it takes a half inch or a quarter inch, whatever, depending on your product to activate. What happens when you get seven? Too much, and yeah, it, it, no, we saw it break in in musty soils, and that's what yeah. I thought. It definitely we, we I lost residual a lot quicker than I planned on. Well, and remember spots. two years ago, gents, we had. We had rain, and then it stopped for, like, what, three or four weeks? Oh, yeah. So we didn't have any activation. Right. So I had breaks two years ago from just not getting Too activation. Dry. And then it's rained after that. But right away during, we had that three weeks of really good planting. That's, a, that's sometimes was, the problem is when it breaks, too, it's not even across the field. And it seems like you just get that real little bit of water hemp coming. And it's almost worse. when It's not worse than the carpet, for sure. Not worse. But it's just such a small amount where then you got to make that decision of how do you go after them and, and how do you handle them because they're emerged. So you can't, you know, layering residual, the residual part of the layer doesn't work. So then you got to bring in a, a Flexstar or a Cobra or a Dicamba or something else to take them out. So um, my two cents on that, when you have these breaks that you see and you think you have it contained to this yeah. one spot in a field, spray the whole field. You do, and you oh, don't. Right. You're spend right. them. I would spray agree the whole with you field. there, Max. I would. The, the spot spray thing, we're, um, we are so far work. past yeah, that. that it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't pay anymore because, first of all, you're going to start spot spraying. Well, there's one more spot over there. Well, there's one more spot over there. Well, those, And eventually you're spraying the whole thing anyway. Right. And B, you're going you're gonna to kill one spot, and the next week another spot so is going to pop up. It's going to break. 100 yep. yards away. Well, and, and when you're spraying that chemical... And you have to go through that same spot over and over again, and all of a sudden you're, you know, double, triple applying herbicide because it kept, you know, you keep fighting that edge. How much? Right. How much more chemical are you wasting just doing that and trying to spot spray? So, exactly. Yeah. Well, and when you're spot spraying, you're gonna s- spray the spots you can see from the tractor, but there's spots that you can't. That doesn't look like there's weeds, but if you got out of the tractor or the sprayer and you went down and looked in the field, they'd be really small, but they were still there. I bet. Yeah. Well, let, let's be honest. I mean, we we scope fields, we put on a lot of miles, but there's still parts that you don't see because it's two rows over under the canopy. Right. Like it, you don't see them, and then all of a sudden they're taller than the beans. And you're like, holy buckets! There was, you know, it was there. So you, that's why you just get get ahead of it and do the whole mm-hmm. thing. And Waterham's such a crazy emerger. I remember a couple of years ago, in the same field I saw it was probably August, but I saw a water hemp that was three feet tall. That was above the canopy, water hemp that was two and a half foot tall or two foot tall that was under the canopy when I pulled it away. And then I walked a little further and I pulled the canopy back again and there was one that was six inches tall. So, I mean, you had different emergence even in August. Yep, that staggered, yeah. I I think like you mentioned before, Bill, with the slow growth, sometimes you you wouldn't see it because it emerged and it would just be that same level as the beans or just under, and then it does the have next a knack to be like, just that right, same just level of just, beans right until just like you don't it's want not it there. To. And then the next week, you're like, oh crap, that was definitely there last <laughs> it week. Peeks ah. his head out. Yeah. yeah. Hello, I'm here. Yeah. I've had I've had I had a comment once. Um, you know, there there's this weed out there, 
and I I know it's been there for weeks, and you you know you didn't say anything because it's it's nine inches tall, and I'm like, well, actually, it probably wasn't there last week, and I you know yeah, it, grows it grows that, that fast. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that last week, yeah. didn't we, Matt? Oh yeah, yep, inch yeah, and a half yeah. water hemp can grow in a day. In a day, yeah. So, yeah. Bill, what are you doing with your with your the layered part? What's the second layer of the cake? The second layer is usually an outlook or a dual. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. And then is it just automatic or or what do you... The really what, bad farms, it's automatic. Yeah. You know, like we're just doing it. And then uh, you have to have the right grower. That, that mindset is that management style. Yep. Um, but it's it's usually just planned. And um, we had that conversation with one guy last summer and it's like, oh, should I do it or not? And I'm like, just, just do it. You Are know? you throwing in... You know, if you got volunteer corn, you're throwing in something for that. Yeah, yeah. Roundup or just leaving the just, roundup out? No, I'm throwing, just, I mean, throwing roundup in because you might have some broad some leaves grass or some other things in there that, that you yeah. want to take out. That so. one's always a tough one. In 30 days, there's almost always not many weeds there. Right. So the throwing in the roundup in or not, it's tough because there's times where it just seems like you don't need it. But at the same time, if you don't do and a it, lot of, it's... A lot of times my programs are pre and then have this roundup pass later because you'll have volunteer corn and you'll maybe have something else break. Yep. But I've had fields where we keep scouting. It's like the farmer's like, when should I spray? And I'm like, it's not there. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Last year, think of a field that is close to home. Right. That was six ounces of authority down, right? It It was was five. It was, was, okay, so it wasn't even even the full full. rate. Or yeah, five. So on that field, it stayed clean all year. Yeah, it had some lambs quarter. A couple that came. There was a couple water hemp I handpicked, but it wasn't, was not no bad at all. Yeah, I had the same thing using authority where we didn't spray any of the other fields, but it was the two with muck where we had yeah. breakthrough that was like, okay, yeah, these, it's a these were going to go after. organic matter. Organic related. matter, yeah. yeah. Tie up that herbicide faster. Yeah. So, But, but that's it, been an interesting thing on some of my programs is as I do these layered two-pass and we get down to how much it costs in that 30 40 bucks an acre range, is am I better off just going full rate? authority first or full rate kind of that pre-down the bad part is if that doesn't work then it's even then it's quite a bit more costly if you don't so it's yeah, that right weird game get, of yep. do i just pay the 30 40 or do i try to pay the 30 side and then maybe end up at 50 if 50 dollars an acre if it doesn't work the other thing i would say is a surprise is how much cheaper we flip-flop corn price with bean price as far as per acre to spray yeah yep. so it used to be corn was more costly all that I would say on that side now with with Callisto being off patent and how reasonably priced it is, we've made corn so much easy to spray and it's the old kind of one pass roundup beans used to be at ten, twenty bucks an acre and beans now is where we better invest our herbicide dollars to get this done. Maybe that maybe that's a future episode topic a little bit, but that what you just said now corn has become this one pass, forget it, like don't worry about it. That's kind of the mentality that got us. You know what I... Right. We don't want it well, to get us in trouble we, on the corn we side. Un- we understand right. that that's not really the way that... I mean, we look at it differently, but we got to maybe try and, and uh, hedge our bets uh, uh, going forward here with, with growers on, hey, let's not let's not go down this road in the corn side to where we're thinking this one pass is going to save our, save us forever because it, it's probably not. Eventually, Mother Nature wins. Well, and corn gets so tall that when you get those escapes of water hemp, you just don't see them. You know, right, even right. if the canopy doesn't really take care of them, you, they're kind of out of sight, out of mind in that situation where it's like, yeah, 
I could have went back and maybe sprayed or or the corn got too tall on you is the other end of that that stick is it still came in even though the corn was beyond what was on the label to spray and now 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 I'm just gonna leave it. But yeah, you're right, Max, we don't wanna put ourselves in a hole with anything else. So And the other thing too is um you know, don't forget about those other post herbicides we can use, right? I mean, we still got dicamba is still working if we spray it early enough. We don't want to be spraying, still don't want to be spraying two foot tall water hemp. Right. You, yeah, you, you, you want to get them, we, like we talked about last week, you want to get them short. Um, and most of the time, four inches. since in the Wisconsin rules, we got 45 days from planting to spray it. Right. And so if you do your layered residual and you got a pre down, most of the time that works out pretty well yep. where that. That is hitting it at the right time anyway. I did like what you mentioned the other day, Todd. With how many complaints on dicamba were there yes. in Illinois? Did you guys hear this no. or not? Okay, no. so Illinois, guess how many um, complaints would be the right word or, or dad cap investigations they're Thousand. going through? 700. 700 in Illinois. He didn't let you guess, Illinois. Max. Sorry, Max. You can guess Wisconsin. How many in Wisconsin this year? Three. Zero. Really? That's like... In, I mean, we share a border with that state. You'd yeah. think there would be. I mean, it's just such a different. Um, yeah, it, it's just a different weather, and I guess obviously we don't get as much inversions. We spray it differently than them, I think. Too. I heard. Um, I heard at a herbicide meeting probably two years ago, um, when Ingenia first came out three years ago, whenever that was, and they said, "Hey, you Wisconsin guys, you guys are awesome with these, you know, growth regulator." And that, that I, type of stuff. They're like, you guys have been doing this forever. We don't do these in Illinois or Missouri or Arkansas. This is new. That's why that's why we're making so many mistakes. We're not used to doing this. Good we, point. We're used yeah, to spraying the Sterlings for, and yep. the Clarities yep. and the, yep. I mean, now Status and Corn. We spray a lot. I actually a lot probably had more problems with, with Status moving. Than right, I the drift of the Corn. I mean, yeah. it's in it, a non-extent. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. And now we'll see with Enlist coming out this year if that totally changes the game with less volatility and yeah they're from what they're saying everything every problem you've had with di- potential problem you could have with dicamba enlist does not have so. especially think of that in illinois i mean they're gonna go to enlist pretty oh, quickly yeah. you think yeah. because of that so be interesting like you say bill what happens and how those varieties do um, but now with having another tool in the toolbox that'll be really nice plus all the enlist beans are liberty link so you got that advantage yeah, too, where still you've there. got liberty if you, if you can need to fall back on that as well, which is really neat. It liberty, seems like liberty, liberty. <laughs> Are you the limu emu or whatever? There, we <laughs> do we need? We need a mascot for Liberty Corn. Right? Yeah, no free ads, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, if you guys have enlist beans and and you get those water hemp escapes. Um, knowing that you have liberty, are you going straight to enlist to try it, or are you going to try and use liberty or? Cost-wise, probably would go to Liberty. Um, Over Enlist? Yeah, because the, the, just from the cost standpoint. See, but. and this is the question that I have a hard time answering. Why are we planting Enlist beans if our first thought is going to be to go to you Liberty? Go to Liberty, anyway? then just right. plant Enlist beans. Or plant, plant, Liberty, plant beans. Liberty beans, yeah. But if you talk to anybody, any seed dealer, they want to sell Enlist beans. I mean, that's it's the new thing, and they think it's going to solve a lot of the problems. So we'll see. And the so, thought is that the genetics are in those beans, too. Right. You know, they're not focusing on Liberty Beans to put the high genetic stuff in. It's right. always good to have the option. Yeah. Right? And not yeah. not limit yourself to. Well, and I guess it, it does it does work that there is a chance. It does happen from year to year and time to time at certain co-ops or 
uh, chemical dealers where they just run out of something. So to have two different choices that you still feel pretty confident in, I guess, is a good a good plus, a good insurance policy. And I don't know if it's like mindset or what, but it, Liberty, for at least my growers, isn't just like, it seems like a bigger deal to like rinse out and do all that stuff with... It foams up, you know. It's Liberty, just a different so one to spray, but it seems like they're easier to go to this other stuff than Liberty. Liberty is kind of a finicky, you know. It t- it takes a little bit better conditions to spray in general, and that does get on some yeah. guys' nerves at times. But and it's a contact, so you got to have good growing conditions. Right. While we're talking about contact, contact, let's go into the next ones, right? Yep, flex tire. Yeah, Cobra. yeah. Oh, good transition. Yeah, I mean, those are your main contact herbicides, and just the the spray it and leave for a week two weeks what do we what yeah, do we don't yeah don't look back is there a it's like quarant- the stock market right now yeah put your money in and don't look it's like it's a quarantine buy low period of, yeah <laughs> yeah that's buy right low no because the it's a week for yeah sure. especially yeah. on your cobra i mean that just fries the beans if you're bad. if you're spraying full rate cobra and then throwing in your your uh seed oil or yeah, crop, oil, crop oil that is that is something. That yep. is some bronzing. Is some burns. Yeah. Bronzing's right, yeah. And if you're going to go that route and not use the technologies and go with the old school stuff, I recommend don't be chicken with the uh, with the surfactants because a couple years ago I was. Like, I don't want to really do a lot of damage. And you don't do any damage to the beans, but you don't kill the weeds either. Yeah. So right. you're not doing yourself any good. So do the flex star, do the cobra, and get the crop oil and the, or the methylated seed oil. Don't go with the NIS because you will not be happy with your circumstances. If you're going to live on the edge, live on the edge. Yep. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Jump in. Especially with the flex star, that one, yes. those are huge. I mean, I would agree that, with both, but that but struggles flex star, with the wrong surfactant. Yeah, yeah. The neat one with flex star is Marvel. Bill, what's in Marvel? Do you remember? Uh, no. Captain America. Yeah. Um, Iron Man. <laughs> Is Iron Man and Marvel? No, I, I had a, Iron Man is Marvel. Yeah. I had a co-op guy like, yeah, I'm spraying Flex Star and Cadet. And it? It's working oh, great. It's and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Marvel. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Like that? You just made your own premix of Marvel, and and it 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 worked good for us. You know, throwing the Cadet in there seemed to to kind of soup it up a little bit more and work good. So and that'll burn kind of, the beans a little bit on its own too. Oh yeah, yeah, Cadet will. Cadet, Cadet will. Yeah, yeah, no, this yep. was yeah, th- this was a lot of water hemp and a bad problem and it and it seemed to work but yeah the the biggest part on what then we saw in flexstar is the rotation restrictions yeah right you want to watch out on what you're going to put after that crop then yeah yeah because if you get the wrong conditions wheat's only four months yeah well yeah alfalfa is 18 so if you're putting alfalfa in the rotation don't even yeah you basically gotta not plant alfalfa for a while right and then corn is the 10 month too which at 10 months Depending when you're spraying that too, it can somewhat affect it. So you got to make sure you're spraying it. Yeah, last early year, especially enough. when we were planting late, you really would have had to watch that. Yeah, yeah. If you're spraying in July and you're going to yeah, plant you, around again in May, yeah. So basically, April? you got to spray it in June yet, really. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that last year some of the um, the prevent plant acres that got left and we were able to go out there, you know, whenever with a germoxone, a two four D, you know, those real real good burners do you think we made a dent in the seed bank for water hemp or do you think we we may have on those fields but on the fields that never got sprayed we counteracted all of that basically you do you think we got do you think we had a chance to get ahead last summer and did we 
I don't think enough guys controlled their no, weeds. No, there were yeah. some guys that did, but I even that a lot of it was late, and what they, your, they probably worked under more than anything. Um, and whether or not those came back in the fall, I saw the opportunity in in June when I realized kind of what was going to happen. That hey, some of these guys who were not planting some acres, they could get ahead of this, and these would be good options for bean ground next year. Um, I do think you're right though in the battle. Okay, in the war on water hemp, I think we kind of won the battle last year, and that we probably didn't win the whole, you know, it was just, we're, we're still losing little battles here and there that are hurting us bad, so, so yeah, that's, that's been just a tough, tough deal, so. You win, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. yeah. So, but one upside <clears throat> to all that is at least we have options and we can do something about it. So, yeah, the weed bank may not be where we want it, but at least we can hopefully get it back under control this year. Hopefully we'll have a little bit better growing conditions to to manage some of that stuff. So there's your options. Now let's move into our spotlight. Today we're talking about the FDA Feed Your Mind campaign to promote GMOs. What? We're promoting them? Whoa. Blown mine. I love it. How does that even work? I found this on Facebook. I thought it'd be cool. There's a bunch of videos. I don't know if we can. It's not built for radio, but it's a bunch of little cartoons and of plants, of uh, corn and squash and stuff like that. But um, I don't know if we can play that on air, Matt, or... Uh, just this first one here? Or? Sure. Let's see what we can see if it'll come through. What GMO crops are grown and sold in the U.S.? Well, there's corn, like me, soybeans, canola, sugar beets, and cotton. Typically, we're ingredients in certain foods. GMO alfalfa, corn, soybeans, canola, and cotton are used as animal food. And while you won't find many GMOs in the produce section, there are versions of GMO apple, summer squash, potato, and papaya in a few markets. Feed your mind with more GMO knowledge on FDA's website. I thought there was 387 million GMOs, but and you're telling me there's, there's not? 387 million in one. Nope. Hopefully you've listened to our GMO episode, just <laughs> one of our oh, earlier. Oh, wait, wait a second. I was on that episode. <laughs> uh. So, Max, as you know, there's not that many. That's a good little, for a 30-second little blip of stuff, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's got, like, cartoons, like Bill said, just of the crops popping up. So yeah. it's kind of a neat. I think I'm going to buy the box set of those videos and give them all to Christmas next year. Yeah. I like the uh, the quote here from the FDA commissioner. This initiative is intended to help people better understand what these products are and how they're made. Genetic engineering has created new plants that are resistant to insects and disease, led to products with improved nutrient pro- nutritional profiles, sorry, as well as certain produce that don't brown or bruise easily. So there you go. It's meant Bill, to give you facts. Bill, on Facebook, was it just the video that popped up or was it like this website that you had to go to? No, it was the video. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I just clicked on the video and I'm like, oh, they got a whole website about it. Could you tell it, if it so. was promoted? Like, was FDA paying for ads or were they? Uh, I guess I don't remember. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. It says here it's launching in phases. Materials will be released, including a new website. And then they're going to keep releasing stuff throughout the rest of this year and into next year. It's just the first thing I saw that actually had some promotion of GMO is not trying to bash it. Their website's a little long that they launched. 
fda.gov slash food slash consumers slash agriculture dash biotechnology. So just remember that. Yeah. 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 It should be easy to remember. <laughs> so, or, uh, or just Google it. Like you say, just, I would just Google feed I'm, your mind. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing they'll That'll find work. ways to. Yep. Find or it'll pop do. up on your Facebook feed if you're not yeah. sick of looking at Facebook and all the corona crap, <laughs> which I am. I'm getting there. I've been off two days now. It's been kind of good. Yeah, no, it's best just to. Yeah, I actually haven't been on Facebook for like two months, and it's been great yeah. actually. So crazy. All right, well, that's cool. Look forward to more from the Feed Your Mind campaign. Now let's go into our egg history minute. You know it's time because of the banjo. Gotta love it. Picking away. All right, today we're gonna talk about barbed wire, and no, not the. Late 90s, early 2000s movie with Pamela Anderson, Barbed Wire. This is actual Barbed Wire, The Wire. So Barbed Wire was invented in 1867 by Lucian B. Smith in Kent, Ohio. In 1874, Joseph Glidden was granted the patent for production of the barbed wire we are familiar with today, thus ending the unrestricted movement of livestock and making rangeland farming a whole new game. So, something we don't use quite as much anymore, but... I, I remember as a kid, a lot of barbed wire fences. Yeah, I have a... <laughs> Bill, do you remember as a, a kid barbed personal, wire? Yeah. <laughs> did you have a bad experience? Very, with a four-wheeler and Very bad. Uh, did, you, did you pee in an no, no, electric barbed wire fence? No, four-wheeler barbed wire hospital leg <laughs> cut. Yeah. Ah, yep. Stitches, yeah, scar. But it looks tough, right? Pretty, yeah. Oh, it was like you could see Bill's bone through his oh, leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah it that sounds bad. awesome. It, yeah, was it was not great. So it was a November <laughs> evening. I was <laughs> driving the four wheeler. Cool November uh, evening. It's one of those you just don't remember. You remember like it's vivid. One yep. of those. Rem- yep. Yeah. So we're just bombing around with the four wheelers in the pasture, and for whatever reason, totally forgot. I mean, legitimately forgot. I mean, I knew that barbed wire was there. We've pastured the cows out there for years. And um, driving around, all of a sudden, the sparks. And I didn't feel it. And then I looked down, and my leg was just man- You didn't mangled. feel it? I didn't. It was, no. yeah. Like, like, I wasn't there riding with you. I was in the barn, and I remember Dad coming in. And, and yeah. Like, I was young enough that it just, I didn't even know what happened. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, you're carted off yeah. away. And, Shout out yeah. to my cousin Steve was there with me and probably saw the just sparks flying, you know, like, what in the heck? So I jumped <laughs> on with him. He Peels me back to the barn. I'm screaming at dad, like, hey, come, yeah, what happened? And he's coming, and the ambulance is called, and everybody's like, you know, our, our great grandma's still alive. So, ambulance shows up, everybody's thinking something's wrong with her. Sure. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating, and so, yeah, just barbed wire and me did not. So I'm fine. Are, now, are you okay with Joseph Glidden? Have yeah, you uh, come to grips with yep, his yep, invention? It's, it's my fault, not Joseph. So, not Joseph Glidden's. <laughs> right, I, good. I have an equally. Um, uh, well, a young barbed wire story. Mine's kind of embarrassing. Um, so I was you know, raised around the farm with Grandpa, and he you know, had barbed wire fence. And I didn't understand it was barbed wire. I thought it was barbed wire, like it was like, a person. Like was so my imaginary sure. friend, no, my, my, <laughs> my imaginary friend growing up, her name was, was Wire. Yeah. Wire, and her mom was Barb. Barb. And I would tell my mom, we need to go pick up stuff for Wire's mom while we're at the store. <laughs> like, I'm like four years old in the grocery store telling my mom we need to pick up eggs for Wire. <laughs> like, that was that was my childhood. 
Very so nice. and my mom still brings it up. We should like, make to you this a day. little barb wire, like a little a barb, like make a stick it. person out of barb wire. wire, out of barb, yeah, yeah. just bobblehead, and then give it a nice. name tag that says wire. <laughs> yeah. Just nobody fall on it, or <laughs> yes, don't let Bill ride a four wheeler yeah, near you, it. Yeah, you need a tetanus shot. Keep it away from the shop where the four wheelers are. I've seen cattle run through barbed wire fences Ooh, yeah. and look ugly. Yeah. Oh, So yeah. I can only imagine what your leg must have looked oh, like. That. It was it was bad. You still got the scar. Oh, yeah. To prove it. Yeah. All right. Todd, tell us about Tilth and NEIC. All right. If you guys like what you're hearing out there. Tell me about the rabbits, George. Please visit tilthegg.com, and you will learn about a Tilth agronomy agronomist in your area and if you are not in wisconsin please go to naicc.org and there you can find an agronomist in your area all right and also if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to our podcast and check out both tilt agronomy and the tilt talk radio facebook and twitter pages at tilt talk radio and at tilt agronomy so let's move into cool beans and that's corny, so cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right, cool beans. Today we're talking about a local farm, Wickman Farms, in the news. Uh, the title looked a little scary, Cow Frozen to Death. I like um, literally dropped my phone when I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, no, this is bad. This is bad. Um, but it's the Hoof GP, who is a Scottish hoof trimmer, and he's got a, his own YouTube channel. He was visiting Wickman Farms with their hoof trimmer, and uh, the frozen cow is actually the concrete lely cow that they have outside their barn, not an actual cow. Um, Confirmed. Just kind of, just kind of a little concrete. joke. Yeah, it, yeah. Was a little, it was a joke. The title was a joke. Once it's a good, they got catchy half, title. Once they got halfway through the video and they were showed the cow, I was like, oh, okay, good. Clickbait. You got yeah. caught by yeah, the clickbait. I did. I did. But uh, yeah, no they they had a, a good time out there. Um, Wickman's always do a great job, and he this guy commented, you know, he's from another country, how great he thought the level of cow care was here uh, in on our farms. So um, I think it was. Do you like the drone the drone footage? He had, was, Matt? Oh yeah, that he was, was a nice drone. Yeah. Legitimate. Do you think he was FAA? Registered. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with no. I don't know, but he, yeah, very well put together video with some cool drone vid, you know, footage, and it was cool. Yeah, and poor Brad had to get pulled out of a snowbank. That was awesome. Yeah. That Brad made stuck for good, in, stuck in yeah, the snowbank. Good video. Good video. Yeah. I did check out his uh, other videos, and it's some pretty nasty, nasty foot trimming that he's doing, like you know, oh, like I'm legitimate sure. stuff. So think of the technology advancements in hoof trimming. You know the. The shoots they're using and the different, you know, oh, remember, like hand tools, you know, you know even hand tools anymore. Sand bedding tools. that we do, how yeah, much better that true. is for. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I'm sure the listeners out there that are old enough can remember just having a guy come sitting on a stool yep. and mm-hmm. they would put the foot up on a wood yeah. crate, basically. And that's how they would trim is have the foot on a wood crate. Now they got these, these shoots that grab the thing and. Hold them up and and it's still more comfortable for the cow oh, yeah. and, and safer. Or so. even roll them on their side. I've seen yeah, those too. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are all, well. Then you're you know you're working at a perfect height because it rolls them and stands it you know right at chest level, so you're not not you know reaching up, reaching down, bending over all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I do have a second cool beans, Matt, because we were following that bill through the United State or not the United the Wisconsin um, legislature. So okay. the the bill creating the water quality clearinghouse was signed by the governor so it is official 
Oh, so that's, yeah, the one. Yep. So okay, that is, uh, yeah, we were kind of following that bill through, and and yeah, we were. He did say it was the week. The was it last year? The year of clean water. Yep. So this is a clean water clearinghouse that has been started. So farmers got a place to go to sell credits, and um, the buyer of the credits has a place to go buy them. It's amazing. All right. It's like Publishers Clearinghouse. It, it, it's it, well, except for you all, actually though. get something instead of just a letter saying, <laughs> you've won! <laughs> so, I all think right. the checks come that way, like a big check like that. I'm pretty Heck, sure is that Steve Harvey, because isn't Steve Harvey the guy? I think Steve Harvey is the guy now. So I need, should know. Who's the old guy that used to do it? I should uh, know Ed McMahon? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Carson's old number two. Yeah. I'm sure he's long gone yeah, I'm pretty sure he had some alcohol issues in his ah. life that made it bad. But all right, and that's corny. Well, anybody uh, need some toilet paper? Because good luck. The toilet paper drought of 2020 is here. It's, full. Uh, it's a little confusing because it's tied to coronavirus, but coronavirus doesn't really give you diarrhea or anything. So I'm not not sure how the run on. Toilet paper started. <laughs> the run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like that? Yes. I have two cases, so I'm good. Ooh, you're stocking yeah. up. As, as someone who was actually genuinely concerned this morning when I we were out of, like, I was like, oh, no, there's one roll left, and it's on the, you know, whatever, the... <laughs> The, the, ro- the roller or the spindle? Spindle? Sure. Right? Yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. It's on the spindle already. I was like, these animals. These <laughs> animals. Well, well when Would Amazon's you... out, you know it's bad news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go on corn or rationing it? Or how? I mean, is it one square? No, we found time, some. Or? We did find some. But still, it's like, come on, guys. It's toilet paper. Like, let's yeah. let's just relax. Did you have to go to a lower quality, like a one ply? Or no, no, I don't think so. What, um, what I. The funniest thing I've seen, or one of the funniest things I've seen, is um, if you needed four cases of toilet paper to survive a 14 day quarantine, you probably should have seen a doctor a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Look at your eating habits. That's probably yeah. the biggest. Uh, <laughs> so, biggest I thought that was a good one. That was a good, nice little jab at the toilet paper hoarders. Although, so. on, on the serious side, I did talk with a gentleman at our baseball practice last night that um, his son had a liver transplant last year, kind of emergency thing, and they're legitimately. Concerned because he's immunocompromised. Oh right, yeah, there are people. So he's oh yeah, they're like stocking up, getting ready if they have to hunker down for two weeks. Well, in in that in that case, they may have to. Right, but there's there's not enough immunocompromised people that live in the city of Kakana to clear out all of the Walmart, the festival, the dollar store, the like. Yeah, my I was talking to my mother in law this morning when I dropped my daughter off, and she said she was at Costco yesterday. And she saw a woman loading like two carts worth of stuff into her van. And then when she went to check out in Costco, that same woman had two more carts oh, full of stuff, stuff. to wow. take out to her, her van. So either she's stocking up on candy and... Wow. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's a little bit nuts. I heard um so- someone yesterday I was talking to, they said that they went to Costco and like toilet paper, Kleenex, paper towel, cleared out. Non-perishable food. Water, plenty of that stuff. Like, yeah, so like people, that, people are yeah. not really prioritizing here. No, yeah. Like the the important things. It's like Purell and toilet paper are the two biggest things that are running out. Yeah, like if we actually go into a fourteen day quarantine where you can't leave your house, maybe food would be a be, good thing. To, you know, non perishable food items. Yeah. Well, out of all right, let's. I could last two weeks with what I've got in my house. Just I think in general, I mean, I'd run out of certain things, but. 
we have meat in the freezer, everything yeah. else that we could survive. Probably wouldn't be eating meat like vegetables, right? Like yeah, and like that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think so. I oh mean, no, I have to eat meat and potatoes. Not again. Right. <laughs> Too much protein. Uh, you could survive if you had to. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and that's just that's not just now either. Like that's on a normal basis, I could probably survive in my house for two weeks. So they did say this is a good. I mean, a winter storm like two years ago. Remember in that April storm, yep. we got the snow. I mean. You probably should have a week or two worth of stuff just when I remember for that, last year but our doctor Max, we go to the same doctor, not on purpose. Together we do we carpool together. You guys have joint, no. joint uh, no. appointments. Exams no. in the same how room at the same even, time. How did you even find that out you had the same he, doctor? Max said he was going to the you, doctor in Kakana. I'm like, Oh, I go to the doctor in Kakana and then no. it's like who do you go see? I and thought maybe you're in the waiting room and shout say, out hey, to Doctor Shimke. <laughs> she was saying last year no free that with all the school closings because all the snow, it was right during this oh, flu yeah. season that actually helped us because everybody stayed sure. home. Nobody was yet going out. Yeah. Snow days. Yeah. Maybe we would have had corona last year. It would have, we had had snow days to stop she, it, yeah. She actually, when I did see her, that was kind of one of her thoughts was that I wonder I wonder how long ago we had it and just weren't testing for yeah. it. You right. know, because we had a pretty excessive flu season early on in January um, in the schools and they, I don't think many people were testing. They were having a fever and a sore throat and they just were staying home. My son was had a funk for a week, legitimately a week around Christmas, like just fever and feel like crap for a week. Yeah. He was out of school for like five days. Yeah. All right. So that's the continuing quarry that we're dealing with. So let's oh. wrap things up with you applied what? What did you do? So today, Bill, you're going to see what you can do. And I, I see we've got some combinations here. Yeah. I kind of went off the grid here, guys. Usually we, we pick four herbicides and we got to choose. I, I picked four groups of herbicides that that kind of are similar, but it's not. It's a little different. So we'll see if you can pick up on the on the groupings here. So our first group is the Authority Brands and Valor. Our second group is Dual Two Magnum and Zidua. Third group is Outlook, and fourth group is Warrant. So. Think of timing of application. That's where I'm going with this. I, we can spray dual Zidua Outlook and Warrant post. Yep. Correct. Authority, Valor, not post. Right, those <laughs> better, are pre. Yes. You better not be post. Those have to stay yes, pre. They are. So I mean, you, you, Technically, they would run through a sprayer post, but I wouldn't recommend <laughs> yeah, it. No. Yes. I, I would not. They'll you work, could, but the beans won't. Right. Correct. You will be weed free. You, you, you also can be do bean it, free, but it's not on the label. So Did yep, we get it. You got it, but not quite got okay. it. Okay, all right. Uh, so you're right on authority and valor. Where it's it's a pre thing only. The rest of them are post. The difference here is the dual and the zidua. They have a you can go up to third trifoliate. The outlook is fifth trifoliate, and warrant. Let me see here is anytime before R two. Okay. So it's more of a timing thing. When we do these, I wanted to to come back to that layered residual that sure. make sure we watch when we're spraying that layer, that second layer that yep. we got to pick the right one because it's just not pick anything. They do have label restrictions on how tall those beans can be. So a little, right. little tricky there. Yeah. Well, good one. That was a good one, Bill. Well, that'll do it for today. So we talked about how to kill or prevent noxious weeds. 
Our spotlight was the Feed Your Mind campaign. Uh, Google it. The website's a little long. Ag History Minute, we talked about barbed wire. Just don't bring it up around Bill. Yes, please. <laughs> cool beans. We had I was only 13. Wickman Farms in the news. And uh, <clears throat> the Water Quality Clearinghouse bill being passed into law. That's corny. was all the hoarding of supplies going on, especially toilet paper with coronavirus. And you applied what? We talked about timing of herbicide, which is always important. Make sure you read the label and know what you're applying and when you should apply it. So thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Matt. And as always, happy farming.